Hallelujah. I, I, I hope we're not getting bored with those um, declarations that we're making. Please, I can hear myself very well. Please, can we make this mic a bit louder? I hope we're not getting bored with the confessions that we're making because actually that's, um, that's part of, that's, that's the will of God for us in this season. One of the things that has been happening is that the devil is um, trying as much as possible to distract us from what God is saying and doing with our lives. And that's the reason why he keeps amplifying all the pains we've gone through, all the pains we're going through. He keeps amplifying all the, all the disappointments and the wrong things that are happening so that our focus can just be on, it's not working. Um, I'm not good enough. I'm sick. God cannot use me. I'm not worthy and all of that. And the emphasis of God for this eye is that I want to take the veil of the faces of the people. I want to take that cloak off. I want to take the bodies. You know, if you know, if you if you if you see the confession, you see that there was a part that says that God give me your body. The body and the yoke of God is light. But the body that the world and the circumstances put on us is heavy. It presses us down. It makes it it makes it impossible for us to forge ahead and step out. So this morning, I want us to just take out a few minutes to just pray in the Holy Ghost. Just, I want us to pray for our hearts, that our hearts will be open to God. No matter what it is we've gone through, I don't know what it is, I don't know what your story is, but the Lord knows. He knows. I don't know what the pains you're going through right now. I don't know that the pains you've gone through in time past, but no matter what it is, I want you to just say, God, I open up the portals of my heart to you. I open up the channels of my heart to you. I know that no matter how much I hide or no matter how much I'm angry, no matter how much I'm bitter, it's still you. It's still you. It's still God. It's still God. I want us to just open our hearts to God this morning. And as the worship team leads us in this song, whether you know it or you don't know it, I want you to rend your heart to God. I want you to say, God, I am tired of being sick. I'm tired of being hurt. I'm tired of being bitter. I'm tired of being confused. I'm tired of being tossed to and fro. Some of us don't really know who we are. Tradition, culture, the pains, disappointment, the things that we've gone through are defining us. With the voices we keep hearing are voices that, that are sounding from hell. And God is saying, no more. No more. I don't waste resources. I don't waste resources. I made you for a purpose. I created you for a reason. There's a reason why you're here. There's a reason why you're here. You might not know that reason, but this morning, as you entered through that door, you came in one way, but you're going back a different way today. I want us to just open the channels of our hearts to God this morning. I am with my father. Let deep call unto I can see your face. Those things you are carrying, you are 
blocking me from invading. You are blocking me from consuming you. So the theme of this conference is on scarred. And God is saying that um, there are deep wounds that we're carrying. And you know that for a wound to really heal up, you actually need to scrape it. You know, I just realized that everybody who is ministering today, aside myself, they are doctors. God have mercy on me. I should have been a doctor. Okay, but you know, for a wound to really heal up, you have to clean it. You practically have to, you have to open up that wound. And God is saying, that's what I'm doing in your heart this morning. 
That's what I'm doing in your soul, in your body today. For that sickness that you've been carrying around, for that, that, for that womb to be old, actually to open it up and work on it. For you to be the joy that the world is expecting, for you to be the light of the world, I need to engineer you again. I need to reshape you. I need to work on you. And the reason why some of us are just so so lukewarm and we're so weak even though you know one of the things that has been happening is that a lot of us are seeing ourselves this is the life we're living and almost every day we keep seeing that there is more we keep saying that there is more now you, you keep remembering the things that god said to you you keep remembering the things that were said about you even when you were born and you're wondering why is it that there is no there is no alignment when i'm praying this is the picture i see about myself but in reality this is what I am. That this is what is happening to me. I'm always exposed to the wrong people. I'm always taking advantage of. I'm always having. I'm always going through. Like my emotions are up and down. Today I'm happy. Tomorrow I'm not. I'm not sure. Today I want to work with God. Tomorrow I'm not. I'm not. I'm not convinced again. I thought the same. It's because you're not allowing me to come inside you. You're not allowing me to consume. You're not allowing me to get to the root, to the bottom of the matter. You know how a root, a tree is growing. And you're saying, no, once we kill this tree. And all you're doing is cutting off the branches. You have to get to the root. So to this today, God is getting to the root of our lives. And he's not asking us for permission. The only permission he asked us is that we should be here. So we are already here, right? And he's going to invade us. So I want us to open our heart unto God. As we listen to someone's testimony, don't just feel it is just. Don't just feel like, oh, hey, yeah, oh, you went through this kind of thing. As we listen to our guest speakers, don't just feel like, oh, they are just, they are just sharing something. I want you to know that God had you in mind when he said this conference should hold. Hallelujah. And you might feel that your, your own peculiar circumstance might not be mentioned. Like, oh, what I'm going through, they did not talk about it. There is a principle that will be revealed here today. There's a power that will be revealed here today. There's an anointing that will be revealed here today. And we are going to carry that fire from here and carry it out. You know, one of the things that happened to me at the beginning of this year was that I was like, God, I am tired. I'm tired of having New Year resolution. And by March, I am back to, I'm back to the person I was in 2007. And I'm wondering what's happening. What's happening? You know those kind of, and I'm sure we all know this thing. So I said, God, you know what? This year, I'm not writing any resolution. I'm not, all I'm just going to do is that I want you to fill me with a hunger and a thirst for you. That every day I wake up, you know the way you feel like drinking water? I just feel like praying. I just feel like studying the Bible. I might study that I might not understand. I'm not, I don't even want to study because I want to go on Facebook and be sharing Rema. I just want to know you. And God starts to speak to me that will mean now you get it. And that's what God is saying. We are all chasing a lot of time tradition, culture, religion, organized religion. And God is saying, I just want you to know me. I just want you to seek me for who I am. I just want you to ask me, God, why did I go through that sexual abuse? I, want you to, I just want you to ask me that question. I want you to ask me that, God, I thought you were leading me. How come I made a mistake? I, I thought I was filled with the Holy Ghost. But how come my judgment was wrong? I just want you to communicate with me. I want your... I just, and God is saying, see, there's something that happens when we seek God daily. Hope you're hearing the emphasis on daily. This is not, I just wake up and I just do. See, what's going to happen here today is that aside God 
making us all in our bodies and our soul there's a fire that will be planted in our hearts and every one of us will make a reference to this day because you will say since I came for that conference I cannot just sleep I can't just as in your taste board will change you know how you're watching series for 10 hours you will not be able to do that destiny comes God is calling us deeper God is calling us into more we keep talking oh see how the world is see how Nigeria is and God is saying I'm counting on you I'm wait- can you see I'm waiting on you now the picture I got money God said I'm waiting on, on all my sons and my daughters I'm waiting on them the way servers wait on, on you when you go to a restaurant I'm waiting on you I'm waiting on you if you don't give me instructions if you don't communicate with me nothing would happen you just keep coming into my friends and you can imagine just going to a restaurant and you're just there just sitting down and they say, sir, what do you want? You're like, I'm waiting, I'm coming. I just came to see God. I just came to smell the food. And I'm like, sir, we need your order. We need to know what you want. Okay, this is the menu. Can you look into it and tell us what you want? And God is saying, I'm giving you the menu. This is my word. Can you look into it? Bible says that when we look into the law of liberty, we are transformed. We are becoming like him. Then when you begin to see yourself in the world, you realize that those things you've gone through do not define you. All the devil wants is for us to feel that the things we have gone through is who we are. It is not who I am. Some some, some people here do not know the things I've gone through. My, My other family members are here and when they hear the things I've gone through, they're going to wonder, is it possible? But you're not who you are. You are not what you've gone through. You're not what you have gone through. You are not what, as in, can you hear me? You are who God says you are. And the devil does not want us to know who God says we are. He keeps distracting us with pains. I'm going to tell you that that pain you've gone through does not matter. Can you tell your neighbor that pain you've gone through will matter? It's not the cocoa, it's not the big deal, it's not the real deal. The real deal is that you are like Christ. God made you in his image. And we are going to keep fighting every day to become like Christ. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's just take a few minutes also to just pray in tongues. One thing I'm going to urge you to do for those that can pray in tongues is that throughout the meeting, I want you to pray in tongues under your breath. Just, just keep saying, God... I don't know all that you want to do here, but I'm open to you. Just keep praying in tongues under your breath. I just want you to say, God, I am ready. I need you to invade me. That's all I need. I just need you to invade me. If you don't know what that word means, it means God will consume you until all that is seen is God. A lot of us are emitting wrong and negative energy. And that's the reason why we keep attracting the wrong people and the wrong things. And God is saying today, I want to consume you. I want to be the totality of who you. As more you step out like this, all that we emit from you is miracles, favor, joy, restoration, greatness, fire. And the devil cannot stop you. Hallelujah. 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 Can we have our seats, please?
Good morning, everyone. My name is Oluwatoe. By, by marriage, I am Ajabo, but by my father's name, I am Adigo. So I would um, go with my father's name right now. And I will say that my name is Tony Hadigo. So I just want to take you through my journey. And um, I want the singles to learn one or two from whatever it is that has happened to me. I'm standing here, I'm standing on the grace of God. And I'm standing not because I am strong, you know. As the people look at some people and then they tell them, you you are a strong woman. And I want to say that there is nothing like a strong woman. You can wholly stand by the grace of God. So if you have gone through something and you and you are still standing, you are standing because God allowed you. You are standing because he has shown you mercy and he probably wants to use you for something. So I just want to take you through, you know, um, everyone have their life planned out, especially from when you get out of secondary school, you're like, okay, I'm going to school right now. By this age, I'll be this. By this age, I should be done with school. By this age, I should go for service. And by this time, I want to get married, you know. So I also have my life planned out too. But somehow, I missed it. Somehow, I think I relied on, not that I really relied on my strengths, no. But, you know, there is something about when you are being religious and when you are truly born again and when you are truly a child of God. It's not about being religious. It is not always about, okay, we have a program in church. I have to be there by four. Um, I'm a chorister in my church. I'm, I'm to minister. You know, it is not always about that. It is about having a close relationship with God and being truly born again. And when you are truly born again, you can always come. You know, this meeting should be about who you are in Christ, your identity. And I look like a born again. I don't wear jewelry. I'm not used to makeup, so I don't even use at all. And anytime I try to use powder, you see me, I'm not so comfortable, so I don't even do at all. Not because I am born again, but because I'm not used to it. So I look different from, I look different from her, and I look like I'm closer to God. But definitely I'm not. I am not. Because if she looks like this, and she communicate with God like 24-7 and I look like this and I don't even speak to him in like a week in two weeks and you know there is something we carry about where like God understands God does not understand anything so 
know your worth. I know who you are. And God knows every one of us. For the fact that she looks like this, and I look like this, I just started making my hair. So you can imagine me not making my hair. I'm not using makeup, no jewelry on me. And you meet me for the first time, and then you're like, okay, this is SU. The first thing you say, she's SU. Because you think, oh, no, this set of people communicates with God, like, every now and then. But the truth is, we don't. Because if you communicate with God, like, every now and then, I'm sure you won't make mistakes. And God will always show you what he wants of you. So, well, as a young girl at the age of 29, uh, I kept myself because I married as a virgin at the age of 29, so I kept myself. And, you know, I met this guy. He was okay, good-looking. And we had our relationship for like almost a year and we got married. And we got married, well, we had it all good. And after some time, I was not finding it funny anymore. Because we are not just, we are not, we are not the same. It's like, you know, we born again sisters, we probably make some mistakes. Because you think you are born again, because you think you don't look like the people of the world, now you are looking for a guy that look like one. So that they don't say you married a pastor or something. Or you also married an issue like you. So you are probably looking for a happening guy, you know, probably on chain, you know, on beats. And I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. And truly, the guy is directly, he's just the opposite of who you are. And that is the truth. And that was a mistake I made. And, you know, we got married and at some point I noticed I wasn't finding it funny anymore. I was not just, we were not just connecting. You know, like, when I met him, he knows I was a church girl. So, during the period when we were dating, he would always follow me to church. We were going to church together. We were going to church together, and I, I thought I could change him or probably make him what I think he should be. So we were going to church together. Until we got married. And after some time, after marriage, he just said, no, okay, maybe I'm like, oh, yeah, we have service in church today. Let's go. And he's like, no, I think I need to do something. I think I need to go somewhere. I think I need to see a friend. And I'm like, well, we were both 
going to church before now? So why the excuse now? And he kept doing that. I left him. Then, you know, as a child of God, you don't do anyhow. That's the truth. So, know who you are today. As a single girl in the house, know who you are. And don't compromise. Know who you are. Because the truth is, it won't work. Because you cannot change any man. It's not possible. Because you think you are born again, yes. So you think your own salvation, your own Holy Spirit would probably be on him. Or your own Holy Spirit can cater for the both of you. You are making a greater mistake. So that's what I'm going on. And you know, when me, I'm up on... It's Sunday morning by 6, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to church. He's probably still sleeping. And he doesn't even want me to disturb, to disturb him. And I went on and on. Then we had the issue of um, didn't get pregnant on time. The parent needs grandchild. And, you know, Mom is already talking, saying, I need to take her for this, take her for that. You know, there was a time they brought a water from synagogue and they said, I need to drink that water. See, it is not wholly about my husband. It was also about the family I got into. So if you know that the guy you are involved with now if you look into the family and you know that, okay, maybe they're, well, they were, or they are Catholics. So, somehow, the kind of Christianity I was practicing was quite different from what they were doing. So, we are not on the same page at all. But, I started pushing then maybe I wasn't really praying. So somehow, 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 it got to a point where I was tired. And then I said to myself, one thing I have at the back of my mind is I want to make heaven. So if I remain in this marriage and I continue like this, I will not make heaven. Because it will always be from one problem to another. Today it is my mom said, tomorrow my sister said you do this. My friend said you didn't greet him well. And he, he would take that up on me. Just because it wasn't the plan of God. And the mistake I made was I didn't pray. Because the reason why we are here is to open up. I'm here to open up and to also make some other people learn. I didn't pray. Yes, I kept myself. I was a virgin. Blah, blah, blah. But the truth is, 
when I met him, I didn't seek the face of God. In fact, it got to a point, I told him, I, I said, go and pray. Let God tell you I'm your wife. He did. He did. He prayed. And one of the papers he gave me then was, God said he would bless our union. But I know there was more, much more I could have received on my own if I had prayed. But I didn't pray. I was just religious. I go to church, yes. And you know, it got to a point where I could not move on anymore. So I packed my things and I left their house. And you know, after I left, I was expecting that my husband would put a call through to me, probably look for me, try to beg me and say, ah, I got home today. I didn't see you. Where are you? It was actually bad radiance to good rubbish. For a whole one year, I was the one calling. As in, I was the one calling to make up again. And sisters, I saw hell. The suffer was outside this world. You know, when I was single, I had, I was working, I had a car, so I had money to spend. And, you know, there is this, even when I was single. So, I didn't expect it that it would be the husband that I got married to. I kept myself for, you know, that would do that to me. He didn't look for me. He didn't even call me. And what he did was to go and tell his parents that ah, I got to more. She has left, and they're like, ah, thank God. Utsilo. Yes. Thank God. Utsilo. And we started. My church came into the matter. My family, my friends, to beg. You can imagine all the pastors in my church, they are professors in UI. And they would follow me to their house to beg. And they would say, no, hotel, hotel. She's not coming back here again. Now, I could have, I should have saved myself if I had prayed, if I had, you know, if I had known my identity in Christ, but not just being religious, not just going to church. So if you are a born-again sister and, you know, you are here, and then please know who you are, like I said, you are a born-again sister. Please, go for a born-again brother. A brother that can also hear God. Like you. A guy you can call. You guys can pray together. Even if, as in, even if it's family or friends 
are disturbing. He can stand for you and say, no, this is my wife. This is what the Bible says. So, knowing who you are is very, very important. And that was it. So for a whole one year and like four months, I kept begging and trying to make up. And in between, you know, he would come around. At times, he would sleep with me, go back and say, his mother got to know that you were seeing me and probably warned him to stay away. So he would go back. Along the line, I got the shock of my life. When I realized that he was married again, he got a lady pregnant, and, you know, the lady was, in fact, the lady's parents and his parents attend the same church. So she was actually worked for him under two years. The separation was not even up to two years before he did that. And you know, at that point, I told myself, I said, I've done all I could. I prayed, though. I fasted. I don't go to MFM. I started going to, to MFM. In fact, I think there was a particular time they did 70 days prayer and fasting. And I got to the I think to the 41 day, and I looked myself in the mirror, and I said, I cannot go on again. I said, I can't go on again. I prayed, though. I prayed. I stopped working. I could not do anything anymore, because I wanted to go back. I wanted my marriage to work again. I thought, okay, I could make another amend. We could work things out. But it didn't work out. It didn't work out because we are not we are not just compatible. Spiritually we are not. He is not he is not my type. I am not his type. That's the truth. I'm a different person in God. But I didn't know who I was. But you don't have to go through the same experience. So it's better, you know, your identity in God now. Know who you are and make sure that you communicate with him. Like every now and then, like every second, every minute, you're always talking to God so that you won't make the same mistake I made. Thank you. Thank you, sis. Please, can we look towards her and pray, with, pray for her? Lakosh Karibo Sede Diba Suta Lida Dida Daba Shataya. Makedibosa. Zedebo Shatedebo Sutaya Laba Santaya. Double for your trouble. Makataya Bakata Laba Santaya. Lerobo siya derebo shikatos kataya laba makati kataya la lika sotaya. Pray for her like she's your sister. Liko siyandos kadiba koli bakataya. 
Rebo Sataya restoration. The God that wipes away shame, that rolls away reproach. Compresses time for you. Affliction shall not arise the second time. Mama Your joy will be full. Your joy will be full. Your joy will be full. We declare joy. Over your case, God rejoices. Santaya a collapse of time, a collapse of time, a collapse of time. Marco Santaya restoration, direction, clarity, 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 clarity. In the name of Jesus, we declare it is well with you, sis. Nothing missing, nothing broken. You will rejoice, you will testify to the glory of God. Your life becomes a testimony. In the name of Jesus. Hold your neighbor. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Don't get tired. This is why we are here. Pressing this morning. We receive the supply of the Spirit. We receive the visit of angels. We receive the ministration of angels in this place this morning. Upon this place there is deliverance. Our eyes around you. What words cannot do in this place? Let every other name fade away. 
Let every other name fade away till there's only you. Let praying of Naboth. These are meetings that you come to and they are encounter meetings. So I've come to Bethel. We are not here to joke. We are not here to play. You are not here to see anybody. Me, myself, I'm here for deliverance and to look to God. And if you need to sit, if you need to stand, if you need to lie, whatever it is that you need to do, just make sure that this meeting does not end and you go back home the same way. And let every other name fade away. And these are meetings where you keep praying. You just keep praying. Just one encounter. Just one encounter. Just one encounter. And there are angels everywhere here. Angels everywhere. And we receive their ministry this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The very first word that um, Sister Me was talking about this morning was Matthew 11:28, where Jesus said, Come to me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Calling us again out of darkness, calling us out of the yoke, the heavy loads that we're carrying, that is the one that gives rest. The second scripture that came to my mind when I was preparing for this was Jeremiah 30, 17 to 20. For I will restore health to you and heal all of your wounds, says the Lord. Because they called you an outcast, saying, this is Zion, no one seeks her. For I will restore health to you and heal all of your wounds, says the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, I will bring back the captivity of Jacob's tents and have mercy on our dwelling places. The city shall be built upon its own mount, and the palace shall remain according to its own plan. Then out of them shall proceed thanksgiving. And the voice of those who make merry. I will multiply them and they shall not diminish. I will glorify them and they shall not be small. And I was asking God that. So why will you call for this kind of meeting at this time? Why? What, what are we doing here? Like, what exactly? Why are we doing this? Like, I've eaten all my life. Why are we coming to this place? And he said, at the verge of revival. We are at the verge at the time when God wants to deploy people. But many are limping. We're soldiers of Christ. 
But many of us are limping. We're not limping from enemy fire. We're limping from wounds inflicted on us by church. Some of us by family. Some of us by ourselves. And in this season, God is saying, I cannot deploy wounded soldiers. They will die in battle. I want you to use me. Whatever you are doing in this season, I want you to use me. And God is looking at you like Timbaro like this. You are going to be a casualty. How many of us are bleeding and we don't even know? No. And the first thing I've come to say t- today is that there is a comfort of the Spirit. There is something called the comfort of the Spirit. Uh, as that sister was talking, I was just in my spirit. I was beside Oma was I and Oma were just looking at ourselves. There's something called the comfort of the spirit. I've experienced it. It gives you closure when that person is not giving you closure. You take your sorry from the Holy Ghost. He gives it to you. Ah. It is a work of the Holy Ghost, a dimension of the Holy Spirit that even when that person is not remorseful, the Holy Ghost makes up for you makes it up to you, encourages you, pampers you, comforts you, so that you yourself, you can dispense that same comfort. There is such a thing. You don't need a person to apologize before you get the sorry. You are fine. You get your closure and you move on. Many times you want to talk to the person, you want to see the person, you want the person to explain. You know, just tell me why you did what you did. A father that is present but unavailable a mom that's not there, a partner that just makes you resentful, somebody that just decided to just break your heart for no reason. And the Holy Spirit just decides that, oh, just take it. Just take it of me. And it heals better. It heals without a scar. You yourself, you look at yourself and you wonder that how did I come to this place? Ah, Job 11.16 says that you will forget your misery as the waters that passed away. That is a dimension of the Holy Ghost. That you will forget it. Don't normalize your pain. That's the second thing. Don't get used to that pain. Ah, there is more in God. <laughs> there is joy in the Holy Ghost. There is joy in our Father. Don't get so used to it. And Wumi was saying when we started that you are only defined by that pain. Every time everybody sees you, that is the only thing they see. Get to that point that you heal, you go forward, and then people are catching up with your joy. They are looking at you and they are wondering that why is she happy? Because there is almost no reason why you should be. Because all the indices for your age, for your time, for where you are supposed to be in life but yet there's this joy and that is what we're receiving this morning and that is why we're staying prayed up there's that work that the Holy Ghost does in the heart of people that, that a very deep work joy erupts from inside your heart affects every other thing and births a new day in the spirit you virtually become a new person a new person you yourself you just be like how and for everybody that is struggling with guilt here God's word to you is to receive his love today, just receive God's love you don't feel good enough you don't feel qualified you feel you are not enough you just, you just have those feelings and you just struggle with them just receive the love of the father today you are accepted in the beloved 
And this meeting is like an invitation to a surgical unit in a hospital. I like it because every other person apart from sis for me is a doctor. And when I was praying, I saw a theater. And many people were just laid. They were wearing theatrical linen. They are changed from outside clothes to clothes to be used for surgeries already. And they were just laid there. And then God was there ready to work. And I was like, what does this mean? I was like, he's going to do works in the hearts of people. In the lives of people. In the bodies of people. The souls of people. Instant healings, recalibration of hearts. And when you come to a theater, you come open, you come bare. There is no body that forms in front of a surgeon. You cannot, what are you forming? You are there, you are bare, you are empty, you are even almost afraid. You don't know whether you wake up from the anesthesia, but you are there. And the reason why some of us still struggle with some of these issues is that we are feeling very strong. And she said that there's no strong person. They are just helped people. When, you, when you're on the theater table, you're vulnerable. You're there lying down. You have let go. Whatever it is that you want to do, do. Whatever it is that you want to fix, fix it. Whatever it is that you're doing in me, do. Whatever spiritual circumcision you need to do, go ahead. I'm not struggling. I cannot struggle. And when you're done, that's when I'm done. Or until you say you're done. I'm there. And that is also a calling to the secret place for us. Uh, until God says it's done, well, you are not done. And no matter how hard or deep the heart is, the love of God goes deeper. It goes beneath it. When you come in front of a doctor, the first thing the person does is to say that, what exactly is the problem? And the person is asking you, and some of us, even if God is asking you now, you still cover everything in Christianese. I'm very fine. I'm okay. There's nothing wrong, sir. Nothing missing. Nothing broken, sir. But God is seeing everything. The person that hurts you. And sometimes, even the resentment to yourself, you don't even know that you're carrying. The blind spot, you know, you don't see everything. And God is seeing your heart. And he's seeing what somebody has done. And you think that you're forgiven the person, but you're actually still holding on. And when you're holding somebody and the person is maybe kneeling down and you're holding somebody's head like this and you want to move, what happens? You have to drag the person with you. You're carrying load. Carrying load that will slow you down in life. Carrying load that will slow you down to entering into your destiny in God. Meanwhile, that load that you're carrying is in your heart, is in your mind. Maybe you're developing high blood pressure. Maybe you're just getting very sad about it. The person that you are holding his head, maybe he's kneeling down and you are just dragging with you, that person has maybe offended you and has gone. And has even forgotten that he has offended you. Or he has gone into the secret place and he has gone to ask God for mercy. Meanwhile, you are holding on tight. And that's how we become the elder brother. The elder brother of the prodigal son. You know, we stand in resentment. We stand. He just wants God to just strike the person dead. Sometimes, sometimes you don't even want God to strike the person there. You don't, you don't need the person to just fall. You know, just be walking on the road. I just, I just hit something. I just hit his head small so that, you know, he just want to come out to do something. But the person is thriving and he's doing very well and she's making progress. The mercy of God. So whatever it is before God this morning, whatever it is that is in your heart, whatever it is that has happened so far, please yield to God this morning. 
as you are looking at me, just talk to God. You know this person. You know these hearts. You know the things I've carried. And today I'm surrendering them at the cross. And then they do the physical examination after they ask you questions. Check you everywhere. And God is already here. The Bible says that our spirit is the candle of God and it, with it is such as the innermost parts of the heart. And then they get everything ready for surgery. Get the blood, they get the anesthesia, get everything. The blood has been shed already. All you need to do this morning is just receive the love of God. And receive the love of God and receive the love of God. Like my heart is very heavy. I don't know why. But receive the love of God. Receive the love of God. That love that goes beyond, that goes above. And receive forgiveness. Receive receive wholeness in your heart. Receive the ability to truly forgive from the bottom of your heart. And to let go. No matter what the person has done. No matter what you think has happened. Just let go. And receive the comfort of the Holy Spirit this, this day. Tell God I'm ready for joy. I'm ready to forgive. I'm ready to embrace the new this morning. I'm ready for joy. Total joy. Absolute joy. Jesus will look at the multitude and he will have compassion. That compassion is present this morning. Receive the compassion of Jesus. Receive the compassion of Jesus. There was nobody that Jesus saw that was healed. Whenever that compassion was there, he made sure everybody was whole. And as we are in his presence this morning, please pray. If you can pray in the Holy Ghost, go ahead and receive of him healing receive of him wholeness in your broken places in the in the places where you even thought i'd let this matter go i've allowed i've forgiven this person choose the joy of the lord today choose joy consciously give consent today give consent to this procedure allow the work of the holy ghost in your heart allow the work of the holy ghost in your mind allow the work of the holy ghost in your spirit and let the healing streams flow. And let times of refreshing come again. We yield to you in this place this morning. We yield ourselves to you. Please hold just one person to your right and pray for the person. And receive peace for the person. Receive comfort for the person. Pray for that person like that person matters to you. Just one person. Hold on to the person and pray. And pray and pray and pray your heart out and pray and pray the person into the will of God. Pray the person into our divine destiny. Pray the person into his purpose in God. Pray the person out of pain, out of shame, out of reproach. Pray the person out of desperation. Pray the person out of depression. All over this room we receive the ministry of the Holy Ghost. Zakata ya bakata bakate de 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 bokote de 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 bo shataya. Don't get weary. Press on. Ma de gadoja de gadega to shataya laba.
whatever she is carrying whatever he is carrying she receives your own yoke that is light your burden that is not heavy at all healing for relationships healing for relationships healing for relationships whatever our parents have done whatever they did not do whatever siblings have done whatever business partners did we let go at the foot of the cross this morning we let go whatever our current partners are doing we lay it down whatever our bosses are doing we lay it down in fact, the offenses that will come already, we lay them down before they even show up. Makataya bakata, lapataya, do a walk in our hearts. Matadikataya, let the refiner's fire burn. Matabakata, lekataya, yakotaya, lalabazataya. Keep our hearts tender. Matikoshataya, makatabakata, brakata kataya, labakoshataya, labakata, yabakalipokotiya. Ya bakati la 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 ba ziko no pro shataya leko shataya la ba kuria ba zeke de 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 mo shetere rebo kotoro zendere de 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 mo shataya bra zeke de 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 mo shitaya la ba kuria reko toso toro bo shendere de mo kuria ba zeke de raba koso taya la ba kuria ba ziko zotaya la ba. Father, we worship you, we bless you, Lord, for your presence in this place. Thank you, Lord, because you are here, and we know that you are here. We honor you, O God. I would just like, before I begin, to thank my sister, um, Wumi Falade, for the opportunity to speak today and to share with us my testimony and the way God delivered me from depression. Hallelujah. And um, I'm going to start from last year, 2018, in January. I was, you know, like my sister was saying, I had my New Year resolutions. I wanted to be consistent. I wanted to be focused as usual. Um, and God gave me a song. He, it's a song that was written by Ada, who is a Nigerian singer. And the song is titled, I Overcame. And God said, this is your song for this year. And the lyrics of the song, I'm going to sing it in a little bit. It says... I overcame, he won the victory, I overcame, it is finished, I overcame, my story is written, I overcame. And God was telling me that day that before you were born, you overcame. 
And at that point, I was still experiencing mood swings. I was still, you know, very spiritual one minute, and then the next minute I wasn't spiritual. And I remember the day I finally opened up to my sister that I was struggling. My first thing was like I told her I'm I must be bipolar. Like I have a bipolar disorder because how can I be so inconsistent? How can I even in the midst of joyful situations, especially in the midst of joyful situations, I was sad. Um, I was saying that the other day that my birthdays, I would always pretend to be happy, but I was just sad. And it was so deep, and I would always feel like, as long as I remember it had been there, almost like I was born with it. And it was like, what did I do to deserve this? What's wrong with me? Those are the questions I was always asking. But of course, I'm also someone that since I was young, they've told me, you were called. God has a calling on your life. God has given you a voice. You know, I've always known I would sing. I've always known that God would use me. But it was inconsistent with my reality. How could God use someone that can't even be happy? How can God use someone that doesn't experience joy? How, how does God use people like that? And um, <clears throat> last year was the year that God exposed everything to the light. And God began to show me the roots of anger and the roots of bitterness and how far back it went. And he took me to my childhood and he made me relive certain things and see them through the eyes of a child. And I realized I had never really grown up in my mind, even though I was mature and people would have conversations with me and I seemed like I knew what I was doing, but I was feeling pain that was inflicted on me when I was five, when I was six. I could still remember the words that people had said to me. And I realized that something needed to move. And even realizing that it's not like it got better immediately. In fact, it got worse. <laughs> and I started drinking. And my mom would never believe that. But I started drinking a lot. And I was just... I knew something was wrong. Especially one Sunday morning when I woke up and I could not get out of bed. And for the first time in my life... I chose not to go to church. And by that time, I was like, okay. It's either you're walking out of the faith or you're going to find out what this thing is and truly overcome. And that's when I began to, I began to dig. I call it digging. The Lord was digging and digging. And when I thought I'd gotten to the root, there was more at the end. And it was jealousy, it was anger, it was repressed emotions. And I just accepted so many false thoughts. I just really believed that I wasn't good enough. And I honestly didn't like myself. And I'm using didn't like because that's a soft word, but I really hated myself. And once I admitted, because, you know, I'm a member of a church where we don't say certain things. We don't say I have a headache. So why would I say I'm depressed? Why would I say I'm not okay? So I'm, in fact, at a point in my church, people called me, it is well. Because I was always saying it is well. Like, no matter what you ask me, it is well. My dad passed away, it is well. But 2018, I also lost one of my good friends, and those are one of the things that just made me question so much. And I was questioning my faith. I was questioning my foundations. 
And that's because they weren't really solid. And God needed to change those foundations. But most of all, I stopped saying it is well. Um, And even if I wouldn't admit what was wrong, between me and God, I started to express what was wrong. And I realized I didn't even know how to communicate. So I didn't even know how to say I am hurting or what you have done is hurting me, which is why I allowed certain relationships, right? Because you don't know how to say no. And you don't know how to say, I don't like this. So whatever way people treat you, you just keep taking it like, okay, it's okay, it's okay, it'll get better. But it doesn't. And so I found myself in different situations that I knew I shouldn't have been in. Like, you know, I'm too good for this guy, but okay. I'm too good for this, but I'm still going to do it anyway. And last year, God really... He really exposed me, and I finally began to just let go, little by little. And of course, as soon as I exposed it to someone, my sister and a few of my close friends, there was an immediate liberation. And I think we have to start there. We have to talk about it. We have to admit it's there. It's not a negative confession. You don't have to own it. You just have to say it's there. And once you say it's there then that means it can go, right? Once you say it's there, but when you're acting like it's not there, but it's there, then when are you going to open the door and let it out? And so once I was able to say it's there, then the step was, how do I get rid of it? Um, And I have a few points I'm going to try to go through then. But one of the things I realized is that not every thought in my mind is founded and real, and actually taking the step to begin to question each thought. So the Bible says, take thoughts captive. So I begin to say, why do I believe I'm not good enough? And I would write down a question, and then I would answer. It seems really stupid, but I started to do that. And I started to realize the truth, and realize um, what's real and what's not real. And I would ask myself as well, why don't I like myself? And I'll just answer the questions. And as I was doing that, as I was doing that, I began to find my fight and started developing anger against the devil. Like I was starting to get really mad. And I realized that why was I so vulnerable and gullible? And why did I believe everything that was said to me? And that's when things started to get better. And I like to say, someone said it already, but. In the words that God told me earlier this morning for someone, he said, you exist outside of pain. You exist outside of depression. And you'll be surprised at the personality you will discover when you are cut off from it. Just because you have always known pain and sadness doesn't mean that's all you're going to know. The depth of the sadness you have felt is nothing compared to the streams of joy you can have when you let him overflow. Hallelujah. I don't know if I still have time to sing the song. Thank you. I overcame. Hallelujah. He won the victory. Hallelujah. He said it's finished and all. 
story's written. Oh, I overcame. Hallelujah, I overcame. Hallelujah, I
Thank you for your victory. Thank you, Jesus, because, because of what you've done for us, you've given us a song to sing. We appreciate you, Jesus. We worship your holy name. For in Jesus' name, we have worshipped. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm very happy to be here this morning. I thank our host, Sister Omomomi, Tony Falade, for having me here today. And I want to celebrate my friends, Dr. Omar and Dr. Tommy. I celebrate God's grace over your lives. Amen. Hallelujah. This morning, I, I believe that there's something awesome that God wants to do. And I can sense the anointing of God in the atmosphere this morning. Can I have some volume on this morning? I sense the anointing of God in the house this morning because there are some long-standing issues that God knows, you know, it looks like it comes in cycles. That's what the Holy Spirit said to me when I was coming this morning, that there are issues that look like cycles. And God says this morning that he's going to break those cycles. I need us to understand something, that when God created the heavens and the earth, when he created the suns, the moon, and the stars, he made the earth to revolve. He made the earth and all the, all the orbits to revolve around the sun in order for there to be seasons, in order for them to be times, in order to, for them to be cycles. I need us to understand that every single thing that we go through, every single thing that happens in our lives, we have even our sleep. Our sleep is in cycles. Our menstruation is in cycles. The sun, the, the earth, and all the planets go around the sun to give us seasons. Everything is in cycles. And there's a cycle that goes on in our lives we don't understand. And God revealed to me, there's a cycle that if you don't understand it, the devil will take advantage of that cycle to continue to cheat us. And the Lord said to me, call it the M cycle. What is that cycle? The cycle of the mind. So, from the mind, I wish I, you know, I wish I drew it or something. From the mind, whatever happens to the mind affects the mouth. Whatever affects the mouth affects our miracle. So the devil has been able to capitalize on that cycle to cheat us every single time. I need us to understand that people have gone through cycles of depression, cycles of, of, of failure, cycles of being down. But God is saying there's such a thing called cycles of victory. I need you to understand that when you begin to align to God's purpose for our lives, we begin to enter into the place where we experience cycles of victory. The Lord is saying he's going to break those cycles today. There are cycles that, you know, sometimes you just feel like I'm happy today, everything is fine. I'm not happy today, everything is not fine. Or why is it that whenever I come to a particular time of my life, something just happens? Why is it that, you know, I noticed in my family, every October, something really, you know, something bad really happens. I told my mother, I said, this is a cycle. We're not going to wait for another October to come, for something like that to happen again. We're going to break the cycle. So, I, I noticed something about my life. When I was in university, no, before I got to university, I noticed when I was really young, my parents would take us to our, our cousin's place or family members or people. 
And you know, I'm a very sensitive person, very sensitive to what people say. So from when I was very young, my aunties would say, when you are coming, bring your report card. So I will bring, I will bring a report card. So they will bring everybody's report card, all the children of the family. And they'll say, hey, you, you score zero, Olodo. So my name was Olodo right from when I was a child. And they will call me this. And every time I looked in the mirror, I would see Olodo. And so it, it entered my mind. And this is how the cycle started. So every time I look, you know, things that bother people are different. I can say that there was a time I was abused as a child, but it didn't bother me because it didn't get into my soul. See, don't let people say, what is, what's, what's, is it? what's the big deal about what's happening to you? Don't say there's no big deal. Whatever has the ability to enter your mind, whatever has the ability to enter your soul, has the ability to incapacitate you. So for all my life, I was crippled. In my mind, if I pick a book, I can't understand it. If I go to class, I can't, I can't score high because when I look at myself in the mirror, I can't amount to much. And people see me, your mom is a professor, your dad is a professor, you, why are you not? And I'm telling them, I'm saying, look, can't you see it in my eyes? I'm crippled in my feet. I was so crippled to the point that I couldn't even learn how to swim. So one day, God spoke to me and said, today we're breaking the cycle said, arise, go to the swimming pool. Let me tell you something. When God wants to break a cycle in your life, he begins to walk on things that you don't even think matter to what happened to what ma- happened. So he said, go to the swimming pool. And everybody was studying. I said, my problem is not sitting down in the reading room to be studying. My problem is deep. My problem is more than this. I'm breaking the cycle. So I took my swimming trunk. Everybody was like, they were reading anatomy. I said, I'm not reading anatomy. I'm going to the swimming pool. So I went to the swimming pool. I saw a child as little as this. She was swimming. I got into the pool. I couldn't swim. I was so embarrassed. I was like, I, could, I can't learn anything. I can't be anything. I can't, I'm nothing. So I carried my self-esteem, my very low self-esteem. I carried my very low IQ. I carried what I thought it was. And I carried it to that swimming pool. And God said, get into that swimming pool. And I got into that swimming pool. And he said, swim. I said, Lord, but I can't swim. He said, swim. So I closed my eyes. I don't know what I did. I don't know how I did it. I didn't know people were watching me. There are some things in our lives you feel you're covering it. People cannot see it. Like some inadequacies or ah, like you can't do this. People can, people, you feel people cannot see it, but people can see it. So they were looking at me. And the words started coming. I started confessing them. And I started speaking God's word. And I opened my eyes. And when I opened my eyes, I found myself at the other side of the pool. And I saw people around the swimming pool clapping for me and clapping for me. And I came out of that pool and I said to me, today, that cycle is broken. That mental hold in my mind is broken. Every time I go to an exam, I tell myself, but I can't do it. I can't do it. And God says to me, look, you need to understand that you can do it. We need to know that the devil has continually wound us around his fingers by this cycle. He starts with the mind. He will never come to us with a horn on the head. Never. He will come with insinuations. He will come with words. He will come with memories. He will come with pain. People who have gone through abuse, they don't necessarily remember the pain. Maybe the smell of the person who raped them. Maybe the, the, the way the person smiled when they said something to them. Or when, the, when somebody abused them. So they remember those things and it, it attaches to the mind. And the devil keeps working on the mind. 
and keeps telling you, you are not good enough. You are not gifted enough. You are not going anywhere. In your family, you are the least. In your house, I mean, can't you take a look at yourself? Can't you see your legs? Your legs have spots. I don't know what it is the devil has been whispering to your mind. But the word of God says in Proverbs 23, verse 7, As a man thinketh, so is he. So whatever it is you are thinking about yourself, that's exactly who you are. And you know, the devil doesn't stop there. I need us to understand that the word of God says in the, in the Proverbs 18, that life and death are in the power of the tongue. So the devil doesn't stop there. The devil knows your superpower, but we don't know our superpower. The devil knows that the moment he can get you to say the negative things that you are thinking about your life, the moment you get to begin to say them, they are going to happen. Because what you don't understand is that you are the prophet of your life. You are the one who is going to wake up in the morning and say, concerning my life, I'm blessed. Concerning me, I'm going places to happen. Everything is walking around for my good. Everything is happening for me. Every single day. When you think about it, and when you get, maybe you get to an exam and they're like, ah, everybody is hot. Oh, are you hot? Ah, me, I'm not part of them. The moment you mention that, the cycle continues. So if the moment you verbalize those things that the enemy has said to your heart, he has gotten you. I need us to understand that Jesus, when he saw the storms, he did what? He spoke to the storms. We are the prophets of our lives. We are the only ones who can speak to the storms of our lives and they can hear us. When God created the heaven and the earth, he said, let there be light. There was trouble. There was, everything was in chaos. Everything was in chaos. But the spirit of God was moving over the waters. Is it possible for things to be going wrong in our lives, yet the spirit of God is hovering over the waters? It's possible for us to be in a church, everywhere is anointed, charged up. We go to church every Sunday. But something is still wrong somewhere. Until we begin to speak, until we begin to speak, the spirit of God cannot begin to move in oppression in our lives. So, the cycle continues. But I need us to understand that to break the cycle, what we need to do is begin to begin to understand what God has in store for our lives. See, the thing about it is that at the end of the bend, God has miracles in store for us. At the end of the day, you see, the thing is we don't understand that the, the devil kind of under, just sees that ah, this person's glory. Is very distinct. May not be able to say the details, but we try as much as possible to stop us. So he will keep telling us, you are not good enough. You are not this enough. You, are not, you know, we'll go through so many heart-wrenching situations and you, the devil just wants to stop us. But what we need to understand is all we have to do is to shout. See, the thing is, when the devil is speaking those things to our ears, we are like, Satan, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I'm not, I'm not bad. You're not supposed to even entertain the devil for one minute or two minutes. You're supposed to stand up and shout, Satan, get thee behind me in the name of Jesus. I'm seated in the heavenly places with Christ Jesus. I'm above you. Uh, you begin to tell him his divine destiny, where he's going and where we're going. Are you understanding me? So our mouth is our deliverance. Our mouth is what can you, we can use to break the cycle. How did I come about understanding that there are cycles in life? Sometimes God does a miracle. We thank God for the miracle. 
you realize that the devil goes for a while he comes back again so when he comes back again you have to prove to him that if you come a hundred times again you are still going to meet me standing because the victory is Christ Jesus is there anybody in the house this morning you feel like ah, are you afraid of the devil you are conscious of him you need to rise up to the place of authority that Christ has given to us we need to take all the weapons that God has given to us to be able to put him in his place for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but are mighty to, to the pulling down of strongholds it's not by managing the devil and saying devil you know you know i just like you today just leave me for five minutes you're supposed to rise up and tell him get out of my life in the name of jesus you're supposed to rise up and say devil you have no place in my life you're supposed to look at every storm eyeball to eyeball and say hey look let me tell you something i have the victory in christ jesus and when we discover that christ has miracles for us yeah you need to understand there's a place that god is taking us to there's a place that god is taking you to there was a woman at the well she was sitting down going about her business but she was carrying a burden in her heart. And that burden was a need. It started by a need. A need to find somebody to love her and take care of her. That was how it started. Then the need became a nuisance. So each time she found somebody, something went wrong. So it became an issue. To the effect that nobody in the Bible knows her name. We just know she's the woman at the well who had an issue with Man, that was it. And so her need, her emotional need, became a nuisance. But the day she met Jesus at the well, the need and the nuisance became her next level. I need you to understand that the indication that God is taking you to your next level is that need. The indication that God is taking us to that next level, that God has a plan for our lives, is that nuisance that keeps taking us back and taking us round and round the same circle. I need you to understand that there's something there. If there was nothing there, the devil would not try to, to disturb you. If the devil knew that Jesus was going to destroy him like this, he would not have even touched the king of glory. I need us to understand this morning that God has a purpose for our lives. And so we need to go through the cycle and go back to the mind, to the place of focusing on God's purpose and God's calling for our lives. There's a calling over your life. That's what I've come to say this morning. There's something that God wants to do with you despite your need. There's something that God is said to do despite the nuisance in your life. There's something that God is said to do despite what people have said about you. There's something that God is said to do despite what people perceive about you. There's something that God is said to do despite it all. There's a miracle around. There's a miracle waiting. It's just around the corner. So the question is, who are we going to listen to? What are we going to focus on? Are we going to focus on the mess? Or are we going to see the message in the mess? I've come to tell you this morning that God is raising his end time army. And God is raising a generation of those people who despite what has happened to them will rise, raise a standard and say, 
I don't even feel it. I don't even remember it. I don't even know it. I'm fulfilling God's purpose for my life. So the woman at the well sat down at the well and was talking to Jesus at a casual conversation. And Jesus spoke into her life. Jesus saw everything that happened to her life. Jesus saw her past. And Jesus unlocked her future right there. So what happened? She came with the news of what happened to her in her marital life, in her spiritual life, in everything, and all of that. And she left Jesus. She became an evangelist by the time she left Jesus. I need us to understand that just by virtue of being here this, this morning or afternoon, there's something that is unlocking on our inside. There's a call that is waiting to be manifested. The word of God says that the whole heart waited patiently, waited for the manifestations of the sons of God. Now, when Jacob was in the place where he, um, he saw angels ascending and he saw angels descending, you know, he left that place with a limp. But he left that place with a blessing. Don't focus on the limp. Don't focus on it. Don't focus on it. Focus on the blessing. Focus on the purpose and the gift of God that is sitting right there, down inside of you. We are waiting for you. The whole earth is waiting for you. Everybody wants to hear your story. Everybody wants to know your message. Everybody is going to see the grace and the glory of God manifested in your life. I want you to understand that the devil has lied. The devil is a liar. If the devil had known that the very thing he was trying to use to keep you down is the very thing that God is about to use to announce you, he would have left you alone. He would have let you be. He would have just allowed you to live your normal life. If the devil knew what amount of glory and power that God is unleashing from our lives, he would have just allowed us to be eating indomie at home. He would have allowed you to just pass the course. He would have just allowed you to just have an easy marriage. He would have just allowed you to just have everything easy. But God is turning everything around. And God is breaking that cycle. Hallelujah. There's somebody here. I don't know what cycle it is. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is that the devil has been doing, you know. Like toying with your emotions and toying with your life. Just just trying to, you know, play games with you. Your mind, is it playing games with you? Marido soposhata. Have you given up? Have you given up on yourself? Have you given up? I want you to understand that sometimes it's purpose by design. There are some times when God puts that limitation in your life so that his glory can be manifested in your life. I need you to understand that when you are weak, that is when you are strong. That very weak point of your life is the very strength of your life. God is only waiting for us to have an encounter with him. Because when we have an encounter with him, 
he uses that situation he turns it around 360 degrees he turns it around again and again and he makes a mockery of the enemy i need us to understand that the very thing that causes you pain is that very thing that is bringing the glory into your life i want you to understand that that thing that brings shame that feels like shame that people look at you and say hey that very thing is that thing that the lord is going to turn around i don't know how many times that you've cried in the night i don't know what people have said about your life i don't know how people have made fun of you i don't know how people have put you and relegated you to the back because of this very same issue but this very same issue is your message this very same issue is what god wants to use uh, to set you apart this is your voice i've come to tell you this morning that that is your voice hallelujah if we can allow god to turn it around he will one of the ways he will turn it around is if you can allow him the woman at the well jesus said you don't have a husband if i were the one i don't know jesus and i don't care you know i don't even know where he's coming from i'm not even supposed to be having a conversation with him because jesus is not a jew um, jesus is not they were not from the same place so she wasn't supposed to be having a conversation with him if i were the one i would have said well i think you are lying i don't have any issue that's what each and every one of us would do you know you have a Jesus is there and you are just keeping the issue. And you are saying, the thing is, I can handle it. I can handle it. You'll just be like, I can handle it. Is it not just this small problem? I can handle it. But you need to understand that until we allow him, until we say, she said, yes, I don't have any husband. Whatever, if you want to make fun of me, make fun of me. If you want to, if you want to help me, help me. If you want to... I don't know why you are asking, but you know what? I don't know. See, we need to open up to him. We need to come back and say, see, this is my area of weakness. In this area, the devil has been flogging me, but I lay it here before God. I let it go so that it can become my strength. And so I had a problem with my academics. I would go everywhere upset, ashamed. I failed courses in medical school like... Until I had an encounter with Jesus. And Jesus spoke to me. He said, let's have a deal. And here's the deal. You give that medical school to me. And I will give you, I will give you something. He said, for the rest of your life, everywhere you go, you will do well. You know, when you do well, you will think that is your, you know, you read and you will pass. But always remember that I'm first your ministry first your mandate first and when you put me first every other thing will work out the problem with us is that we make that issue first like hey my issue my issue you have been petting that issue for too long you have been petting it carrying like a baby breastfeeding that issue hey this is my issue what we need to do is to put that issue second and put the kingdom first the word of god makes us to understand that 
seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and every other thing will be open will be, will be given unto you God said to me that people here you'll be going round and round looking for like a dog looking for his tail what you are looking for is not around you what you are looking for is sitting right there inside of you the gift of God upon your life the calling of God upon your life the glory of God is sitting on the inside of you it's not around you so I'm, I'm running around doing crying and doing resitting and doing everything and God is saying look that is not the point that is not the center of your life I am the center of your life you need to put that issue aside and let God be the the center of your life you have a gift you are seated here and the issues you're like until i sort out the issue you will the issue will never get sorted out until you put god first is there anybody here in this place god has called you you have a gift and you have a calling until you put the kingdom first until you say lord this is me this is what i can do this is what i can do this is my life take my life and let it be consecrated unto you keep looking around trying to solve that issue and trying to break the cycle but I've come to announce to you this morning that Jesus and an encounter with him and an encounter with the purpose of God is what can break the cycle in our lives anybody here this morning you just want to surrender to Jesus and say Jesus I give you my heart I give you my mind I give you everything I give you everything, Jesus. I'm ready. To, is there anybody that's ready to say, I'm ready to put it aside? The glory of it, the beauty of it, the honor of it. I'm ready to lay it down for you so that you can be first and I can be next. Somebody in the house this morning, you carry God's grace and you carry God's power. But you can never unlock it until you lay it at Jesus' feet. I just want to pray with you this morning. I just want to just worship Him and say, Here I am, Jesus. Ah, here I am, Jesus. I give you everything that I am. I give you everything that I am. I put my past behind me. I walk towards what you have before me. Jesus, I die to myself. And I give myself away. Jesus. 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 You were everything to me. Take my life and let it be. Consecrated, Lord. To thee, consecrated Lord, to thee, Jesus, take the wheel. Hallelujah. Carolos, thank you, Jesus. Father, we give you our lives as a living sacrifice. We lay aside every weight. <laughs> We run to you. Jesus, take the wheel of my life. Take me and I'll follow you. And I let go of everything. Oh, every weight. Everything that's holding me down. And I follow everything.
Yes, I follow after you, Jesus. Badu Shataya Baba. If you're in the house this morning, I want you to release yourself to him. I give you everything. I give you everything. Jesus, 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 take the will. Oh, Father, for every single person that will say, Lord, I give my heart away. I give my life away. I pray in the name of Jesus that a fresh anointing will come upon their lives and a fresh grace will consume them. A fresh fire will come, oh God, Jesus. Lead them by your spirit, oh God. Hold them by your hand, oh Jesus. Let them walk with you. In spirit and in truth, oh God. Oh Jesus, we worship your holy name. I give myself away. Give myself away. I give myself away. Are you worshiping this one? Are you watching me? Are you worshiping? I give myself away. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is here. I just want us to know that. You know, since morning that everyone who has come here has spoken the mind of God, God has really revealed himself to us in different ways. Please let's celebrate all the ministry gift that has been a blessing to us this morning. You know, as I sat there, what I saw was fire and it's not a raging fire there's a difference between a raging fire and the fire that the bible describes as cloven tongues what i saw is cloven tongues and it has come to heal us it has come to suit us it has come to mend our hearts it has come to touch our lives and i tell you we will not remain the same in jesus name so, I'm here to do spoken words. And uh, when I was asked to do something, um, let me first appreciate Sister Womi. Please, let's celebrate her. Because what you are doing, this is, um, this is the mind of Christ. This is what God has for this time. You know, like um, Pastor Tony said, there are seasons, it's a cycle. So at the turn of every cycle, there has to be another thing. Thank you very much. Dr. Tomi, it was as though you saw my scripts, everything I'm going to say. Thank you very much. And Dr. Odion, Adil, thank you very much. Praise the Lord. So I have spoken word. 
his healings, his assurance. Be blessed. Battered and broken, you are. Abused and rejected is what is left of your person. Memories of blood, frightening, and it seems the darkness is hanging around you like a heavy cloak. The wailings, groanings, and crying is unending, and you feel so lonely and all alone. Who cares, he said. Who is there to help, you ask. The silence was still like the dark of the nights. So long, so long, so long. The guilt is there. The shame is like your shadow, walking with you everywhere you go. You feel so ashamed and betrayed that your heart beats and pants heavily. Who loves me? Who wants me? You felt the need to end this trauma. You think it's time to let loose the rope and be free from this burden forever. The pain lingers. Does not want to go away. It looks as if there's no cure and healing is the far cry experience. Yes, all these and more is sad reality. But you can be cleaned up and cleansed by the one who has healing in his wings to take you up from where you are. He starts towards you, is of peace and not of evil, to give you a hope and a future. You don't have to feel like a burden or be burdened with your past. Because he wants you to come to him. He wants to take that yoke off and give you rest. No more long and lonely nights. Because he will heal your heart and scars by his touch. His gentle but supernatural hands will pick you up. Quicken your mortal bodies and give you a new name. You will no longer be forsaken. Unwanted. Unloved because his message will overshadow you. You will be restored and the years that has been wasted will be compensated. As all things will work together for your good. Affliction shall rise no more. And your days shall be strengthened and lengthened. Look beyond your scars. Look beyond your scars. Because he sees you as unscarred. Pull down every negative imagination of your past and press onward to obtain your inheritance in him. He loves you. He loves you. He has healed you and your joy shall be full again and again. You are his celebrity. You are his masterpiece. You are his own scarred jewel, fit, precious in his sight, fit for his use. You are his child. Healing is here for you. Take it.
and be unscarred. But just before I go, I just want to say this. Please. Healing is here for you. Healing is here for you. Please open up your hearts. Take it. No matter what you have gone through, no matter what you are going through, he has you engraved on the palms of his hands. He cares for you. Don't be disturbed. Situations are happening, but know very well that everything is for your good. Jesus loves you. You are in his plans. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just before we start to worship the Lord again this um, afternoon, there's a paper, a slip on, in your hands. I'm sure you should just bring it out, the slip, the slim one. Please, we really love you to fill them out, you know, like now. Just take it. There's an offering basket here, at the back here. So just fill them and just drop, drop it at the back there. Thank you. Let's come rise up on our feet. We've heard so much today. We're going to be worshipping God in heaven and trusting and believing Him that the healing He has started is going to complete it. But the truth of the matter is, as long as you are still alive, irrespective of where you are coming from or what you have gone through or what you are going through, God Himself is still God that deserves your worship. Hallelujah. 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 Worship because you are life and well today. I want you to open your mouth as we worship Him. Oh, Lord, we bless your name. Oh, you, Lord, you, Lord, you are worthy, and no one, no one can worship you. you have done for me despite what I've gone through what I'm going through I put them aside as I worship you this afternoon oh, I can worship you for me here's my worship
for your spirit we thank you for your power that is walking in us this morning to heal broken wounds oh lord to lay down burdens at your feet oh lord holy spirit we worship you we thank you oh lord we give you all glory we give you all honor lord continue to have your way in the mighty name of jesus praise god have assets. Thank you. We thank God for the opportunity to be here. I don't know when last I even held a microphone. Okay. I think when I started going to church. <laughs> you know, some things happen to us in life and like your whole life just turns around. Immediately, as in that routine you think you've been used to. You just go, pam, and from there, like now I'm trying to reset. And it's difficult. You know? I'm trying to reset. From March last year, my daughter just um, turned um, two. Like 10 days after she was two. And she came from school. And we saw something that took us to the emergency room in UCH. And from that moment, our lives turned around. <laughs> what was routine? We, we were not even, we didn't, we didn't even know what was routine, Sha. But. My daughter was diagnosed with a cancer. My baby, who she, she was, she was just learning to speak then, and just get, getting to study her to know her character. She had just been in daycare for like six months. And on my way to UCH, I just said, God, this was a child we waited for. We waited, we prayed. Everybody prayed with us, and I'm like, ah, God. Say, God, you gave her to us. And she's your daughter. So I believe you will take care of her. So, as Christians, when things like that hit us, what's our reaction? We must all feel fear. Some people, that's the first thing. <laughs> My brother in law, when he hears bad news, he has this diarrhea. He couldn't come to meet us in the hospital. <laughs> he was stooling. He was just at home stooling. You know, he couldn't, a doctor also, he couldn't just come to see us. As in, some of us, that's our reaction. Fear. Some of us, what's, what's going, how is it going to end? Uncertainty. We don't just know. You know, this one was not malaria or cough. Depression. Some people just become depressed. Ah, God. God, you just hate me. Now, wow, only me in this life. Some people are angry. They just push everyone away. They push they push everybody out. They push God out. And some people say, God, why me? No, a question, okay, because my husband and I work in teenage ministry in our church. So the question is, ah, 
So God, the teenage ministry work we are doing, you don't want us to do it again. I think we didn't go to church. Oh, church care. There was nothing like uh, Sunday church. A child that was receiving chemo, her immunity was low. She couldn't be around people. We are doing our church in our house. It's not about going to church sometimes. It's not even about the church. And I want us to know that as Christians, God's plan for us is that of divine health. There is no sickness that is from God. He's not the author of sickness and diseases. The author of peace. His plan for us is that of what? Divine health. So when we are faced with things like that, what do we do as children of God? The first thing to do is just, just turn to God. You know, that's man's last resource. People will tell you, ah, low MFM, lossy camp. Chase every, ah, there's one Baba dear, there's one. Even the man of God that we are close to in my family, the person told us, don't allow the devil snatch the destiny of this child away. Go and pray. Turn to God. Usually, that's where man will look at, where people are telling you to, to be squeezing lemon and sour soap. People go on the internet, Google. All those things should be your last resort. Pray, tell God, this is how I feel. You know, I'm a doctor. I see a lot of patients. When you tell them, Madam, this is what we saw. We saw a lump. I don't know what it is, but I want you to go and do a test. You know, some of them start crying, especially young ladies. No, it doesn't mean, I'm not saying you have cancer. Just check. At least go and see. I know what any person will say is that. Remove it, right? So tell God how you feel. This is what they told me, oh, God, oh, the doctors to are your children. This is what I was told. Just tell God how you feel. Another thing to do is to hold on to his word. You know, all the scriptures you've been learning since Sunday Praise God. Can we hear me? Okay. Okay. Hold on to his word. Scriptures. I remember a group that my friends had, you know, that we used to pray on. They were like, oh, Mo, when you are going to have money, what did God say? You know, those were scriptures we held on to. You know, what did God say? I, I remember in UCH as a beautiful as the words were. I, I got scriptures. I remember then I told Wumi, Wumi, get all the healing scriptures you know. And I got it. And somebody in my office who was also close to me then, she just went to SUB, printed them out, laminated them. And anytime we went for admission in the hospital, I would paste those scriptures around. 
and you know, I will just put, there was one that I put um, my daughter's name. Lord, you sent your word and you healed Moyolua. You know, I put it like that. So anybody that comes to, that came to greet us in the hospital, you know, the person will know that these people are not here for negative things. Because you will see scriptures all around. As in, the atmosphere was even encouraging to the child. You know? Isaiah 53, 4-5 says, By his stripes we were healed. As in, that was one thing we just told ourselves, that Jesus has healed her. How many years ago he has shed his blood on the cross of Calvary? We were healed. That scripture is just life. To any situation, I don't know what you may have been told, that, ah... That when somebody has this kind of thing, there is nothing they can do again. Just hold on to God's word. If it's going to be the DP on your phone, just keep on holding on to his word. Let's just let them be resounding in your heart everywhere you go. Everything you do. As in, no matter what test resolve, they say creatinine is this, or if they say there's one electrolyte, we just hold on to his word. We just go back praying, praying, holding on to his word. Trust God because there is no impossibility with God. Luke 1 37 says, For with God nothing shall be what? Impossible. So anybody that says, Ah, lie, lie, ah, only cause solution. No, not with children of God. Because our Father doesn't know any impossibility. He says, For with God nothing shall be impossible. Another thing is, don't be discouraged. Emotions, they will be on a roller coaster. But be steadfast and be patient with yourself. One scripture we used to say every day, we still say it now, is Isaiah 41 verse 10. It says, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Philippians 4, 6-7 says, Do not be anxious about anything. I want us to just emphasize the word that says anything. Do not be anxious. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. Another thing is to give up. When I say give up, just give give that matter up to God. Just give up that situation to God that God, see, like you have to tell God that God, if you can't heal me, nobody can do it. Yes, you have to be that direct with God. That God, Abi, you are my God. If you can't do it, nobody else can do it. Just surrender that thing to God. Just leave him at his, leave it at his feet. That God... And you should trust God that he alone is able to heal you completely. God alone is able to heal you completely. Another important... Um, okay. Um, yeah, I'll go back to the scripture. When I look for it. Another thing is don't push away your support group. I had... <laughs> we had a lovely support group. Now, uh, the first... My first support group was my darling husband. My husband was there for me. You know? When we were waiting, when we, ha- we didn't have a child, I mean, 
Yeah, my husband, we're always everywhere together. So when this came also, I'm like, okay, we're able to go through that. <laughs> well, we'll go through this also. We're there praying together, trusting God together. Sometimes, you know, when people come around to encourage you when you are going through something, they may even irritate you. You'll be like, what is this person saying? The person does not even know what I'm going through. You are just talking. It was you, I'm sure. You would, have, you would have scattered. But the support group is important. We had friends praying. As in, even from outside the country. Some people will even say, Ah, I'm believing God for a baby. And because of that, I'm fasting for this child. You know, people who did not know us. There are so many people till today that we don't even know them. But God bless them. So, you know. There are some things marriages will go through. You know, we've heard people talk about marriages. There are some things that some marriages can never recover from. This is one of like the sickness of a child. You think, ah, I love you to return. Ah, that is when you will see the other sides of the. <laughs> they are not. What will you call? Them? They are not fruits of the spirit. But some things will begin to manifest in that home. And you, they will begin to wonder that, ah, I thought, I thought I knew you, you know. Because by the time one grandma will say, eh, cut this leaf and boil for the child to drink. And the, the person will say, lie, don't give my child. But if, if the home is united, ah, ah, then you just collect the thing now. When the person has gone, what happens? It enters the dustbin. Another thing is speak your future. That is another thing that is so important. You know, by the time my daughter started chemotherapy, she was, in fact, there was no here. <laughs> and I was just laughing inside me. Okay, ah, this girl. I never even liked doing here. And I used to speak. I said, when Lua's here, is going to grow back. She's going to go back to school. Well, she has started school. She's going to go back to school. She's going to be everything. We were just speaking as if there was nothing wrong with her. And now everybody looks like, at her here and like, ah, why is her hair like this? It's so beautiful. It's so... I'm like, okay. That is God. It's not us. You know, speak what you want to see. With your mouth, you create the future you want. Make positive confession. You know, when I was waiting on God to have my daughter, I used to say, I am fruitful and multiply. I will not be born. Touch my stomach every day. I will say, none shall suffer miscarriage or be barren. It's in his word. He has said it. So, don't hold on to, ah, woman, somebody, somebody did not give birth. You hold on to that word that God said, I am a joyful mother of children. That is what you call yourself. Yeah? Revelations chapter 12 verse 11 
says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives. And that is how we overcome as children of God, by the blood of the lamb, the word of our testimony. Another thing is, praise God. He is worthy of it. You know, there was a day we, we, we were in UCH and there was this song that I just started singing. I was like, ah, this wala is even too much. Admission today, this one tomorrow, going helter skelter. And I just told God, I'm going to choose to thank you in the midst of everything. I'm going to choose to thank you. And I looked for a song. I heard that song in Havesa. I'll always lay to her to thank you. And every morning, I will sing, I'll always lay to heart to say thank you. Father, I thank you for Muyeloa. I thank you because she's healed. I thank you because I curse that cancer from its roots. I curse it. That's what we are doing every day, my husband and I. We curse you cancer from your roots, from your source, from your origin. Because her body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Everything you have not planted in her body, begin to uproot it in Jesus' name. And we praised God. And joy filled my heart as um, we sang only you can do. You know, after <laughs> a 15-month battle, we had to go to India eventually. We just came back in May. I want to thank God because she's doing fine. She's the one that has been disturbing everybody. As our testimony. That's our miracle. And that is what Moe used to sing. If she hears that song, Mommy, come and pay it for me. And she will be dancing. Only you can do. When I call Wumi and I say, Wumi, hey, see the song this girl is singing. That's what she used to sing. Only you can do what no man can do. Jehovah, only you can do what no man can do. Jehovah, I'm not going to talk much because I want us to spend time spraying. Some other scriptures, if you just want to write them down, I don't know what you've been told you have. I don't know what anybody has said. I don't know what illness you have been carrying. Whether it is HBSS, whether it is anything that you are just hiding in you, you can't even tell anybody. This is what I'm going through. Jeremiah 30:17, Isaiah 53, 4-5, Isaiah 38, 8, 58, 8, I'm sorry. Third John chapter 2, Jeremiah 33, 6, Romans 8, 11, Exodus 23, 25 to 26. I don't know whether you've been told you have one thing, whether it is a fibroid, whether they've told you you can't give birth because of tears, because of um, endometriosis, because of hormones, because of PCOS whether it's even a terminal illness. I want to tell you that Jesus is here today to heal you. 
because there is power in the name of Jesus. The word of God says he has given us a name that is above every other name. And the Bible says that the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Every sickness, every infirmity will bow in the name of Jesus. I just want us to take this song. At the name of Jesus, all knee must bow. Oh, Mama, I do. Oh, look at this. Oh, in me. At the name of Jesus, all sickness must bow. Oh, in Mama, I do. Oh, look at this. Oh, they've told you you are barren whatever sickness it is whatever infirmity you've been carrying the power of God is here is available right now wherever you are I just want you to raise up your hands as we pray and I want you to believe that God is here to heal you let's just begin to pray in tongues as we bring down every hiding, every sickness begins to crumble. Let us cause every sickness, every infirmity from his roots. In the name of Jesus, we uproot every spirit of sickness and infirmity in this place. Let us touch that part of your body and call upon the name of Jesus. He is here to heal you. He is here to save you. The name of Jesus. Yes. He is the one that heals cancers. He heals infirmities. 
is the one that called the barren woman a joyful mother of children. No matter the sickness, the name of Jesus is higher than every other name. Depression, you bow to the name of Jesus. <laughs> Mental illnesses bow to the name of Jesus. <laughs> because our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Every infirmity of the mind of the body, we bow to the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is available for us. We tap into the blood of Jesus. And we decree the blood of Jesus begins to cleanse. The blood of Jesus flows right now. From our heads to our feet. The blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross of Calvary. There is power in the blood of Jesus. And we begin to plead the blood of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus. If there is anyone you know who is sick and is in need of healing, just stand in the gap for the person. Just hold the person beside you and begin to intercede. There is a child I know who has been battling leukemia. We left them in India. Her name is Ife Olua. I want us to just pray for her also. Because there is healing in the name of Jesus.
Jesus is available. The blood of Jesus is Jesus, which was shed on the cross of Calvary. According to your word, Lord, we release our faith and we speak healing in the name of Jesus. Because the power of God is here and His Spirit dwells within us. We speak healing in the name of Jesus. We rebuke sickness and disease in the name of Jesus. And we command it to leave our bodies right now in Jesus' name. We speak a total restoration to our spirits, to our souls, to our bodies in the name of Jesus. And we declare a total turnaround in Jesus' name. We declare our minds are healed. We declare our bodies are healed. We declare our spirits, oh Lord, receive a a quickening in Jesus' name. Father, thank you for your part work. Thank you, O oh Lord, because we know that exceedingly, abundantly, much more than that which we desire, you have done for us. We thank you because there will be testimonies. We thank you because we know your miracles have started already. Lord, we give you all glory. We give you all honor. We say take all the glory because we prayed in Jesus' name. You have done so much for us We cannot tell it all
amazing. But um, before we go, um, this is the part that we'll call the Holy Ghost in the invasion kind of part. The, this is the invitation part. And um, I'm, going to, I'm going to call the ministers to, to, to just reach out to every one of us and pray to us one-on-one as the Spirit leads them. But before we go, before we start, I want to read some scriptures to us. And the reason why we need to see these scriptures is because you can, it's easy for us to listen to everything that has been said and still feel that mm, that's just maybe our own experience. You know, that's just maybe our own experience. Mine might just be so particularly bad. But God says that he wants us to remember the things he did for us by sending Jesus to the cross. I think a lot of times we commonize that death on the cross. We probably don't even remember the importance and the effect of the fact that Jesus died for us. So we go to church. Yes, we are very active. Yes, but we forget why. What's the whole point? We could as well be born again and die immediately and go to heaven. Why is God keeping us back here? And why are we back here and why are we suffering? Why are we not laying hold on the fullness of why we are born again? I know the Bible says in Colossians chapter 1 verse 13 to 14, I'm going to be reading the message translation. It says that God rescued us from dead and alleys and dark dungeons. God has rescued us. One of the things that happens in the, in the, in the New Testament is that they're always, they're always using past things. It has happened. We've been rescued. Just imagine you were kidnapped and God is telling you, I've, I've delivered you. And you're still in that, you're still with the kidnappers. And God is saying, I've delivered you. And that is how we went through this phase with Moin. I'll tell you that Moin's, Moin's um, the face where Moin was ill, was, the, was what God used to bring me out from where I was. Moin is not my biological daughter. But when Oma was going to tell me about Moe's, she couldn't tell me directly. She had to tell my husband first. Because when I heard, I just said, ah, ah, that's finished. Omo, that's serving God. I love, as Omo is like my, my rose models. Like, you know those people that when you go and sleep over in their room, she's a medical student though. She has gone for a call. She will come back. And she's still reading her Bible in the morning before she goes. And I'm like, ah, ah, babe, calm down now. I mean, I'm, I'm on break. I'm like, what? God, you know now. I prayed like three hours yesterday evening. So can we just not do money devotion this morning? Oma walks with the Lord. She got married and waited on God for five years. And we waited on God together. We took the scriptures. And God gave us Moe. When Moe was born, we're like, yes, this is it. Then you now call me and say, you say what? And I just sat with God and said, God, you know what? Just kill us. No, seriously, just let us go home. Let's just be born again. And after, let's just do one or two things and just move. And that, that face, I just said, in fact, when, when I said, that was why I could not tell you directly. Because it's more more. I said, she, at every point, or at every face, she'll be encouraging me. When she drops the call, I will say, well, me, you are not... Ah, you just have a form of godliness. You are not, you are not born again. And you know, like what Owen said. You know how if anybody knows me, they'll know me loves God. But man, I'm not strong. It's only God that is helping me. You know, and those days were the days I sat with the word. See, there was something at the back of my mind. There were words that were sowed way back, like Pastor Dami said, where I just believed that once someone has cancer, the person will die. I didn't know it was there. I didn't know I had those 
thoughts. You know those kind of thoughts when you say, and once someone is excess, the person will just die. You know those discussions when you say, so it was there. So even when we were praying, I was praying out of fear. Because until when God said, we may sit down with the word. And in between, I had instances where I had to trust God for my healing. Myself. I started feeling a pain on my left chest. I didn't even tell you. And God was like, okay, let's see how it will go. And and, and every face, as Omar shares the, the, um, the results in me, as, okay, we had to go to India. So I said we had to go to India because I was in that India. As we had to go to India, everything, I was like, God, you said this. I'm going to hold on to this word. And that's Moe. Moe is the one wearing pink with the coily hair. That is our miracle baby. That is a baby that God made us know that his word is true. And that's, you know, you know, it's easy for us to see and say, oh, this is the end of the journey. But it's easy for us to look at our lives and feel like we are willing end. You might look at your life and feel that you've made lots of mistakes. I feel like redemption is far-fetched from you. But God is saying, this is where I'm taking you to. Can you see it? This is where he said, I've delivered you from dark dungeons. He said, he has set us, he has set up he has set us up in the kingdom of the son he loves so much. The son who got us out of the pit we were in. He got rid of the sins we were doomed to keep repeating. God is saying that he has delivered us from those sins that we keep repeating. How many of us keep repeating some sins? And you are like, this is my baraku, this is my turn in the flesh. See, let me explain turn in the flesh. Turn in the flesh is not the, the, the willful sins that you commit. A turn in the flesh is a weakness that you have as just being human. A turn in the flesh is not that, ah, God, you know this is my turn in the flesh, I just keep on fornicating. No! Turn in the flesh is the fact that you have to always depend on God. You just have to always depend on God. No matter how much I fast, I still know I have to depend on God. No matter how much I feel I'm born again, I still have to depend on God. Do you understand? And as the Pastor Dami said, there are cycles. See, when we overcome we, we thought we overcame waiting on God for five years for Omo. You know, you know that was a cycle. That ended. And another, another one came. And I know of your cycle. I said, Omo, this health thing is what the devil is trying to use to. This health thing is where God wants to use you to the ends of the head. But the devil wants to corrupt it. And that's when I realized that for me, the things I've gone through, when, like Pastor Tami said, seriously, when I was a child, I was abused by my uncle, and it didn't really pain me. I can't really, I can't really, re- I can remember, but I can't say, I can't say, I can't say, oh, do me. But I can say that it formed my identity. It made me just believe that I was not worthy. It made me believe that God does not particularly care about me. Where was he? I was resentful towards my mom. So when she's saying this, I was like, mm-hmm. And that resentment was there for years. I dishonored her. I didn't respect her. And you know, you can see how the Bible says we should honor our parents in the Lord. So devil said that so that I would just not... And it made me look at Christianity in a very shady way because I also felt like if she was truly born again, she would have sensed that something was wrong with me. But she didn't sense. You know, it was just ripple of different things. And recent, not recently, but some... There was one time like that. I went through one very terrible experience. And um, I was raped. And I didn't think about it. 
I pushed it off my mind. I, 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 I kept it somewhere. I didn't even think about it. I just kept doing my thing until June 8th. God showed me a picture of a woman who was just recently raped, and her husband chased her out of the house. And the husband was like, just get out of here. You're not worthy to be my wife. And God said, that thing that happened to you, you know you came out of it. I was there with you. I'm sending you out. And I said, God, no way. Me. I said, no way. I'm never going to share this. I said, no way. This is between me and Omar and a few people <laughs> who knew. This is just one, one of those things that the devil wanted to do to me. And God said, no. I kept seeing this woman crying. She, she does not even live in, the, in Nigeria. I feel like if I see her now, I'm going to recognize her. I kept seeing her crying. And that day I was at a meeting. And someone was ministering. Not even just someone. Someone very dear to me. DDK was ministering. And she just said, God wants to use that shame. That shame. That shameful thing. He wants to use it. And he wants you to expose it out. Be vulnerable about it. And that was where this conference was birthed that day. That was just two months ago. And God was like, see, Wumi, you like showing that you are strong. And I like when Tony said that. You like showing that, oh, ah, at least like someone like Kendi, you've known me since childhood days now. We just love God. My mom is a prayer warrior. We grew up praying. There's nobody that was born in my house that cannot pray. You know, we just love God. But there are just these things that you want to take 10 steps forward. And you just see yourself going back. And God is saying that, see, I need to heal you and make you all completely. I need you to see that you've been delivered. I need you to see that you can't you can keep repeating these things. I've taken them off you. I need to circumcise your heart. I saw that there's circumcision of the heart. When God just takes over your heart, when he strips it off, all those things that has been holding you down. And God is doing that here today. So I just, as, as the choir ministers, I just want us to begin to just open ourselves to God. The Bible says in Colossians 1, 13 to 14, it says that he has rescued us completely. He has delivered us from darkness. He has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. He said he has canceled all our sins. If you're standing here this afternoon, you're feeling like you're unworthy. God is saying, I have canceled your sins. If you're feeling like, no God, I cannot give it to you. I can't give everything to you. God is saying, I need all of you. I don't want half measures. I don't want you to give half of yourself. If you're scared that, oh, those who gave themselves to God, see how, see how the devil came after them. That was one fear I had. I felt like if I give my whole self to God, the devil will come after me and he will overcome me. And God says, I am with you. I'm a very present help in time of need. Lower, lower, only one lower. I would always be there with you. See, whatever it is, what, what, what can it be? What can it be? See, as, we're, as, as, as the ministers were ministry, I kept seeing a particular person here that God is working on your womb. I just kept hearing, I'm working on that womb. I'm just working on it. There's someone else that you're, you're, you're even single. And you're going to, if you, if you didn't come for this meeting or if you didn't encounter your healing today, you would have gotten married and you'd have had to wait for years before giving birth. God says, I'm working on your womb. Can we open ourselves to God this afternoon? See, there's something about God. The workings of God are, we cannot reason it. We don't have to fall down on the floor. We don't have to feel that, oh, um, um, 
Holy Spirit eats me, so the chairs are scattering. But the Lord is here. God is in this place. Wherever two or three people are gathered in my name, in their midst I will be. I want us to open ourselves to God right now and say, God, I give you my all. I'm not holding back anymore. I'm not holding back. The Holy Spirit is ministering to us. The Spirit of God is ministering to us. It is called Holy Fire. The Holy Fire of God is consuming every aspect of our lives that we keep injuring us. We keep injuring us from entering into the fullness of God. The Holy Fire of God is in this space. Can you open up yourself to Him this evening? Can you open up yourself to the fire of the Holy Ghost? If you want to kneel down, kneel down. If you want to cry, you can go ahead. Whatever you want to do, I want you to just ask the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 4 verse 4, He says, The Lord will wash away the fields of the women of Zion. He says, He will wash away their fields. God is washing away every field that is on you right now. Every field in your spirit. Every field in your soul. Every field in your body. He says it will wash away the field of the women of Zion. He says it will cleanse you will cleanse the blood stains from Jerusalem. God says it's cleansing your blood stains. I can see someone right now. You have incision on your body. Someone, someone, they didn't know October no one sit there. No, they were trying to do a job for you, and they put incisions on you when you were small. And those marks are disturbing you. The Bible says that you bear upon your body the marks of the Lord Jesus Christ. Right now, the blood of Jesus is purging the effects of that incision that has been done on your body. He said he will cleanse the blood stains from Jerusalem by a spirit of judgment and a spirit of fire. By a spirit of judgment and a spirit of fire. I'm reading the NIV version. He says, by a spirit of judgment and a spirit of fire, the Lord God is in this place. He's judging. And that spirit of judgment is judging the devil. I want you to know, to know that the, the Lord is judging the devil over you. Can you begin to speak judgment over the devil? Over the exploit of the devil over you. Can you begin to speak judgment over the exploit of the devil? Over your marriage, over your parents, over your life, over your future. All those places that the devil has attacked you and has kept you down over and over and over again. All those cycles, the cycles you can see, those patterns you can see in the lives of your grandparents, in the lives of your parents and your life. Can you speak judgment? The spirit of judgment over the devil for trying to tamper with you. You know what the Bible says that if the devil knew that by sent by killing Jesus, uh, Jesus was going to come to hell and defeat him, he wouldn't have killed Jesus. And Pastor Dami said also that if the devil knew that by touching you, you would have become a better Christian, you would have gone deeper in dimensions in God, he wouldn't have touched you. But God is saying that I he wants you to open your mouth uh, and declare judgment on the devil. Can you declare judgment? on the devil for tampering with your body. Can you declare judgment on the devil for making you go through those, that divorce, through that, through that abortion? Can you declare judgment on the devil for making you to give your soul to a man that did not love you? Can you declare judgment on the devil for defiling your body? Can you declare judgment on the devil for making, for making the effects of the divorce of your parents affect you so much? Can you declare judgment? God is baptizing us with boldness this afternoon. He's baptizing us with boldness this afternoon. The Holy Ghost fire is in this room. Holy Ghost fire is in this room. Holy Ghost fire is in this room. Consuming us. The fire of God is consuming you. It's consuming you. Can you open up yourself to Him? 
Some of us, God is delivering us. And as we are standing here, we are representing generations. A lot of us are representing generations after us. And God is saying, if you can get it right, your children will get it right. If you can just get it right, I'm terminating that thing. I'm setting a line. I'm setting a line. It's ending with you. It's ending with you. It's ending with you. It's not passing to your children. Master Dami, Dr. Tom, Mr. Omo, can you go in now and just and just pray with people as you're led? I want you to open up yourself as they walk up to you and hold your hands and pray with you. And as they give you a word of knowledge, can you just receive it and allow the, allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you? Can we put aside all distractions and focus on what the Holy Spirit is doing right now? The comfort they have received from the Holy Spirit, they are going to use it to minister to you. That heaviness, that heaviness, the Lord is lifting it. He's lifting up all those heaviness. The heaviness is ending with you. I'm hearing that again. He's ending with you. He's ending on you. He's ending. The bloodline is drawn this afternoon. He's ending. He's ending. It came from your mom, from your grandparents. And it's ending. And it's ending right now. Can you put a stop on it?
Lord this afternoon. Begin to talk to him. Release yourself at this feast tonight. Release yourself. Have that conversation with God. Have that talk with God. That one-on-one talk with him. Just put yourself out before him. We have come to draw, 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 draw from you again. Hey, hey. I don't know how many of you are here to draw for him. Come on, just draw. His power is available for healing, for deliverance.
God minister to you. We are having divine encounters in this place. And just before we round up, I need to call on Roshegun, that is Moe's dad, um, Roshola, and um, Rotoni. <laughs> That's my husband. To just come out and declare over us because I know God has given them words over us. And they're just going to pray with us. And once we're done, once they are done, we're done. And I, I want to say that um, there are some books that we're supposed to give out to, to those who, are, who have been sexually abused. Or, but the book is not yet here. I pray it's here before we leave. It's free. I pray it's here before we leave. It's okay. It said it's coming, so it's going to be here. So just in case you need a copy for yourself or you need a copy for someone, please see see um, comfort. Please, can you raise your hand? That lady at the back with the little afro. Yeah, so you can just walk up to her in case you need that book. The book is, is, is for, it's um, is a testimony of someone who was sexually abused and she's the healings that she received, she shared it in the book. It's coming. Then we have um, a book that I brought from Abuja, and that book is called Uma Your Fire. That woman, that, that woman, yeah, that woman is me, and is you. And for those of us, for the men here, we encourage you to buy it for your wives or for your fiancés because that book is the work with the Holy Spirit. It's two thousand naira. It's actually two five, but I got I, had, I got a discount. Two thousand and I want to encourage us to buy that book and become the woman in that book. I actually, what I see is that the fire we carry from here, that book would help us to continue with that fire. So um, I don't know how they would go about it, but I'm just going to hand over the mic and the Holy Spirit will take over. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I won't take much of our time. But someone spoke about the. Samaritan woman at the well and um, we are all at the well again and Jesus said, the Bible says before the Passover, uh, he stood up and said in a loud voice, if anyone is thirsty, let him come and drink and when you drink, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water but before the rivers even start flowing to heal our generation, before it starts flowing to heal our families, before it starts flowing to heal our workplaces, we need that water itself to cleanse and heal us. I want us to close our eyes and tell Jesus, Jesus, I'm thirsty. I have come to that fount. Give me to drink of the living waters. When you've taken to your fill, when you've taken to your fill and it has healed you, it has cleansed you. The Bible talks about the washing of the water by the word. Then it will start flowing to your generation. It will flow into your business. It will flow into your finances. It will flow into your health. It will flow into everything you touch. And then it will start bringing forth life. I see barren lands covered with lush green pastures. Or it starts with us drinking. Tell Jesus, Lord, I have come again today. Give me to drink. Jesus, give me to drink. You shouted. Why did Jesus shout? He hardly shouted. But why did he shout? Because it was important. It was a few hours to the cross. If anyone wanted to hear what was important to this man, the son of man at this point, it was come and drink. Tell Jesus, give me to drink. I am thirsty. I am thirsty. 
I am thirsty. Fill me once again. That's why that sister was singing that song to draw. Because Jesus is here for you and I to draw again from. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Let's just worship Jesus. Father, we thank you. Thank you for healing. Thank you for the atmosphere of healing. Oh, sweet Pakadisa Talabradi, oh, Supranda Katus Calibra di Jatata Talabrababa, Limbra Cadisco, Badibra da Tosupra di Badababarabadi, Santa Libada Tata Rababa, Rinda Dusco di Catus Calimbra da Totosuprada, Zanta Tita Catus Cabalabradoso Talababa. Member to Supranda Baba 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 Supranda Baba Baba Kalimbra Daba Sampra Daba Supranda Baba Baba Radus Kapada Zababa I feel God touching that womb at this moment God is touching the womb the Supra this Kalabra Daba Baba Baba Zetalabra de Bobo the power of God is here right now touching lives the pain in your left leg is gone in the name of Jesus we thank you Jesus we thank you Jesus I can feel in my heart that someone came with a bitter heart you came with bitterness but God said go and reconcile with that fellow because there's a miracle coming your way and if you don't reconcile with that fellow that thing might not come to you Father we thank you thank you for healing thank you for restoration Father we thank you for restoration thank you for open doors Father we thank you thank you for favor ha Hey, thank you for favor. <laughs> thank you for favor. Hey. <laughs> thank you, Holy Ghost. Over someone here. They have looked down on you. <laughs> ah. Kilofe Jadin Lenwili. <laughs> Mark today. Mark today. The door is open. The door is open. The door is open. Thank you, Father. Lord, we thank you. 
Beautiful ashes. Hey, beautiful ashes. Garments of joy for morning. Hedish Karina Hande Hini Atuske Paradi Belianos. Lepadush and Leki Harush de Brandi Kayados. Rehidanondos Kehibalata. Nefradish Alos Emprahatesh Danina Kudalate. Heliadus and the Parateka. Leshtaina Nonde Keparadina Nonda Kaya. Heliadus Imbradida Dushtayaka. Hela Brust and Ibrahus the Kai. Lekados Hibrakashta Ida Bande. Leprahudanande. Hikaruba Yista. Pastor Dami get ready. It's coming upon you. Hey Yalabosia Navayasaha. Hey, Yaledo Shalabaruda Rakata. Hey, Yiladu Shalabos. Kalabaron Neki Arabastaha. Hey, Nenu Siarabandosaha. This rose have been opened concerning you. Hey, Yalakush Tayabaronda. Hila Pradus Kalabahasta. Yekaroza Kimayande. I had territorial anointing. Governmental unctions. Kila Kufraya Dos Denanda. Alikush Terakabosi Arabande. Oh, thank you, sweet Holy Spirit. Oh, thank you, sweet Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit was the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Without the Holy Spirit, creation could not come to creation, could not come to fruition. The power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, thank you, sweet Holy Spirit. The power of the living God. Oh, thank you, sweet Holy Spirit. All over this place. Sweet Holy Spirit. Yes, in the co-paridness de Fayadasa. Yes, in the lush apados and the carabadosa. Recubala de Nahashta. Holy Spirit, we're about to leave. But give us a takeaway gift now. Kelabos, Yarabastaha. Yes, Ilakosh, Alabayonde. Like a mighty wind, Holy Spirit, Yarabos, Yarabande. Helakosh, Abarados, Yananda Bahashte. Kiladus, Enemanda Parudi, Alabate. One. Two, three, Holy Spirit, move Alabosi Adabashi. Holy Spirit, move. Yes, the fire is falling. Yes, the fire is bubbling up from within you. And let the fire fall. Oh, let the fire fall. Oh, thank you, sweet Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we've been activated to go as ambassadors. 
have been activated to go on as your ambassadors. Oh, the boldness needed to confront the devils in this world. Father, it's been infused in our bellies now. In the name of Jesus. Oh, we have been activated to go to manifest the presence of the Most High. Oh, it was said of the apostles. As they pass, their shadows heal the sick. God is reinventing the happenings of acts of apostles because we are the end we are the end of the close of age so there is a reenactment of the act of apostles 12 chapter 2 says I will pour my spirit upon all flesh no discrimination as long as you can align all flesh get ready for the manifestations of the Holy Spirit We get activated by the power of the Holy Spirit. Our voice is amplified. Oh, we are backed up by the force of heaven. Hey, we are backed up by the force of heaven. As we speak, fire falls. God says I should tell you Don't be afraid of them Speak the word And I will back it up Speak the word and I will back it up Don't be afraid These are the days of my manifestations and power For he has made us to sit with him In the heavenly places Can you imagine that You occupy the same position with Jesus so as you speak, the forces of heaven is at your disposal. Cannot devil stand against you? Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Because we've been activated by the power of the living God. This experience remains permanent with us. Father, we go forth as ambassadors. We take captivity everything that holds us bound. And we go and we make a full proof of our calling. Father, we contend with the world system and we bring them down. Father, the same way Daniel, the same way Joseph entered. Oh, and you gave them, you got the wisdom and they took over the spheres for the kingdom. Father, we go forth in this boldness and we take over the Babylonian system for Christ. In the name of Jesus. I heard it again. Speak and fire will come from your mouth. Oh, that's an instruction. Speak. Whatever it is, speak. My fire will come forth from your mouth. So when you get home and you cannot sleep, when you get home and you're feeling restless, get to the corner of your room and begin to rattle because there's a stirring in the spirit. And for as many that jump into the stirrings, as many that jump into the move of the spirit, there's no telling to what you can get from him. The portals have been opened. I saw the host of heaven. I kid you not, I saw the host of heaven. These are the days we begin to walk in that dimension. Increased manifestations of the happenings of Acts chapter 2. Because we are nearing the end of age. No, we are not nearing. We are at the end of age. And God says, I'm seeking people 
that can activate to reenact those happenings. For Paul, Peter, James, John, their work cannot be made perfect without us. That's what Hebrews said. God is looking for covert operative agents that he can activate and send into spheres. This is what the Holy Spirit told me. We are in the days of the manifestation. And that manifestation will not be through billions and billions and millions of dollars. No. This is how it's going to happen. The way he activated Philip. God begin to activate people that you sit in the corner of your room. God will activate you. You stand before the king of Saudi Arabia. You stand before the king of Kuwaiti. And you begin to address governmental problems. And you say that Jesus said I should tell you this, this, this. Implement this and you disappear. That's the manifestation we're talking about. The world system can replicate up until the same way they replicated the miracles of Moses. But there was an until moment when the hand of God stepped in and they could not replicate it. We are in those days that the world cannot replicate the power of the Most High God. Just release yourself to Him. Those things He's taking you through, those pains, those hurts, is for the manifestation. Trust me. For the manifestation. Oh, Shari Bokosi Danande Kebahashti. this. Let me just pray for that. Oh, thank you. Jesus. Thank you because for those of us that will travel back to our base, we receive journey mercies in the name of Jesus. And we carry these experiences, Father, to our various destinations in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you all the glory. Father, we give you all the glory because it is done. In Jesus' mighty name we've prayed. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay, so we are done. Thank you all for coming. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor Dami. Thank you, Dr. Tomi. Thank you, Sister Omo. We appreciate you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, worship team. Please, can we have... This is Fountain of Grace worship team. Please, can we appreciate them? Thank you so much for the baptizing church for allowing us to use this venue. This is the baptizing church venue. Thank you, everyone, for coming. And um, I also want to remind us, please, that's long sleep. 
please try and feel it. There's a long slip that we're giving that has some boxes that we might have to tick. Please feel it and um, you can drop it in the basket. We have baskets by the pillars here. And um, I would just say that if, if you need to talk to anyone, please reach out. One of the things that the devil does is to keep us in isolation. Secrecy isolation is um, one of the ways that the devil uses to attack people. So please reach out. I think my phone number is on the program. So you could just reach out to me. And um, If I cannot counsel you, our guests are here. And I also have other people that could counsel us. Please, thank you very much. And uh, if um, you need that book on sexual abuse, healing members of um, sexual abuse victims at the back titled eating in his strength so please if you just walk up to them there pick one for yourself or pick one for someone thank you all god bless you okay we just had a word of knowledge now that there is someone that came here with a lump and um you were told to go check that the lump has gone Hallelujah.